The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. Alright, you're with another episode of The Offspin. My name's Alex Bray. I'm already tired. Over there pouring a beer is Simon Day. How are you? Courtesy of the beer spot. Uh, I am very well. You're very well. I, I had a wonderful long weekend doing not much other than watching cricket. Yeah, yeah, same. And, and I suppose, um, it, you know, it was a warm-up game in some ways for the Black Caps themselves as they looked towards the World Test Championship final. And it was a warm-up game for us in the watching public too, as uh, as we look ahead to bigger challenges. So, how'd you pull up? Were you were you comfortable with your performance levels over the course of this test? I reckon I watched about twenty five percent of the game live, mm. um, which I'm not, you know, celebrating nor am I embarrassed about. Mm. Um, mm. It was Is that sort of four days up to midnight each day. Two o'clock on the first day. That's quite good. Um, hung about to see Conway get his um, hundred. Mm-hmm. That meant a relatively early bedtime on day two. Mm. I didn't see the double hundred. I think it was about midnight. I went to bed and then caught some after Teeks concert on Saturday, <laughs> uh, and then a little bit on a second screen on on a, then we lost then we lost a day so it's, it's all getting confused already it is it is and and like honestly the day that we lost it was the one that I was really targeting for a big a big shift you know and um and that was uh, that was difficult having uh, put a lot of preparation into into being at peak performance uh, for that particular moment of the match but it really um, is the worst possible timing right it's so bad it's really bad which is a kind of a challenge but i love yeah. seeing on twitter i love to see on twitter the photos of people's sort of night watching setups yeah you know some yeah. people building like lounge beds and really settling <laughs> in for sort of bit of sleep bit of watching all at the same time um I didn't quite have that dedication, but uh, a little bit on the phone as I as I drifted off. Look, it, it's fair to say that it might have been a bit easier to get through this game if um, if the game itself was a bit more exciting, perhaps. Now, I, I think we disagree on this a little bit, but um, I kind of thought that uh, it was not very good test cricket. I thought it was considered. test cricket at its best. It was Test Cricket uh-huh. as Test Cricket should be. I think we've been uh, oversaturated with thrilling, um, you know, sort of final session, day five, yes. uh, results happening in, in really sort of unexpected ways. Um, ben Stokes, Rishbha Pant, uh, mm. New mm. Zealand bowling out Pakistan. 
Um, but this is what Test Cricket was all about. New Zealand, um, we lost today. And then New Zealand did a really ambitious declaration. And England couldn't get the new ball away uh, initially. And Sibley was really slow, so they to- chose to play out a draw. I mean, that's that's all true. And you're, you're absolutely right that this is a much more kind of standard form of test cricket. Um, but I just, uh, I just, I, I just remember having this feeling at about, oh, maybe about 2.30 a.m. on, on day four and, uh, thinking, do I actually enjoy this? Like, do I like, do I like doing this? Is this, is this fun? (laughs) And I, I do worry that, uh, that without some sort of really spectacular sort of event taking place in either the next game or the final, uh, it's going to get a bit punishing. The offspin will become a phoenix uh, <laughs> yeah. podcast. I, maybe that's, maybe, you know, you were meant to be at a nightclub rather than watching test cricket at 2.30 in the morning and maybe that's what distorted your perspective. Mm, but, yeah, you know, we saw a... know me would know that nightclubs are where I uh, frequently am at, at 2.30 in the morning. Smoking a rollie on the deck, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but... We had a double hundred on debut. We had Tim Southey swinging the ball all over the show to take six wickets. Uh, you know, never complain about watching Broad and Anderson bowl in tandem. Mm, mm. Uh, we had a really strong debut with bat and ball from um, England's Robinson, which was perhaps uh, overshadowed by some really ugly tweets, which yeah. is a conversation in itself. Do you think the Sun held that story to drop on his the day of his debut? I think there's a reasonable chance, yeah. I mean, if it was before he made his debut, then uh, it, it just wouldn't have had as much impact. And if they waited to hold it for a while longer, I mean, all of that was in the public domain. They were all on his account. Uh, there's every chance that someone else would have would have ran it instead. I mean, ugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it feels really yeah. manipulative were, and ugly, like, but it also, you know, yeah. And I, I don't think anything should take away from the fact that, like, they weren't just like they weren't just bad tweets. They were really pretty horrific things to say. No, I, uh, I often know. think about um, whether you know the mistakes I've made as a. 16 to 25, mm. 25 year old. Mm. And then I looked at them and I was like, you know, that's not something I can ever say I sort of even thought no, about. No, no, absolutely not. Um, and yeah, similarly, um, you know, like, like we both are as uh, cricketers, we're both, you know, imperfect people, as it were. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, the fact that I, I do feel a little bit uneasy about the suspension. Now, I mean, it's not like he did that when he was a professional cricketer. It's not like English cricket has particularly clean hands when it comes to uh, racism within the game. And and I do sort of wonder if there's an element of, uh, you know, this guy has fucked up in a way that we can pin something on him, therefore we're going to pin something on him because we can, as opposed to addressing these much more difficult and much more systemic issues. Uh, that that run through the game. Mm. Social media is good for no one, eh? Nah, nah. Although nah, it, we... it may, make, makes people accountable because he needs to be held accountable for some pretty fucked up uh, views yeah. that he yeah. you know, might have held in the past and might hold now. 
Um, this wasn't even on our run sheet, actually, but it, it's just quite topical, I suppose. But what is actually uh, on our run sheet? Is it um, is it time for New Zealand to drop some players? Do they so I, need I, to a, wield the axe? The the lads WhatsApp is talking about whether we drop Watling and Ross Taylor, two of mm. New Zealand's greatest mm. cricketers, two games out or one game out from the World Test Championship. They're both underperforming with the bat. There are young players who have had a good record over the last 12 months waiting in England. Mm. Is that in the spirit of cricket? Could you do that to people who have given so much to the sport for their country for such a long time? Yeah, I mean, yes, but I, I don't know if it would actually be a, a, a the right decision for the team at this stage. I mean, Will Young is definitely one of those players who who could and, and perhaps should come into the into the eleven, but. Um, you know, in terms of the other New Zealand cricketers who are over there uh, at the moment, I, I mean, I was just reading this morning that Finn Allen has just picked up a T Twenty contract, and so he'll be he'll be in England when the series is on. So theoretically, could come in, but that's never, ever, ever going to happen. But it's There's, Tom Blundell. Blundell, yeah, I can never remember Blund- who's the wicketkeeper in waiting. Yeah, Blund Blund Blundell Blundell. Yeah, Tom. Um, he's probably. Not going to get Watling's spot, though, I'd say, because there's already quite a bit of attacking, sort of batting around that part of the order. But he's going to get the spot. Eventually. Well, not eventually, two games from now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd keep Watling in, even though uh, that missed stumping of Santner was, um, was pretty ugly. I reckon stumpings must be one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, and if you were a New Zealand wicketkeeper, you'd never learn how to keep against spinners. just wouldn't happen. And you're not expecting Mitchell Santner to beat the bat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. I think in some ways the the more interesting question for them to uh, ponder is who is the bowling attack? Uh, Because... I mean, I'm not sure if you're watching at the time, but uh, Trent Bolt made a very dramatic and extremely unsubtle appearance halfway through the test, where he, you know, he would just start walking around the boundary, you know, and just remind everyone, oh, he was just off to the nets or something like that. But he was just reminding everyone that he was still there. And then uh, there was a bit of commentary from the coach Gary Stead that he was now in line to play if selected for the second test, which originally wasn't going to be the case, uh, someone has to go for that to happen if he's if he's going to get picked. So what I would do, Trebolt is going to be picked for the final. Mm. Uh, what I would do is I would have uh, one less batsman. I would have uh, Kyle Jameson's genuine all-rounder, Tim Southey, no. borderline <laughs> all-rounder. <laughs> Neil Wagner, genuine all-rounder. Yeah, Neil Wagner did play like one of the greatest some of those, test batsmen some of all of time. Some of those clips off his yeah, legs. Yeah, though, I mean, so mm. I'd have I'd have four fast bowlers in Ages Patel Ooh. at, at Southampton, yeah. and yeah. Uh, would that mean Kyle Jamieson has to bat at seven? No, you could have a yes, actually yes, yeah. If you're not playing to Grant home. No, because yeah. that would make twelve. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, I don't know though. I mean, I sort of, I sort of wondered if maybe Wagner 
should be the one that should go. I mean, the way they were actually playing him. That's almost as bad as, you know, it's given the service. It's a terrible thing to say, I know. provided New Zealand cricket to make us number one in the world. Uh, that would be as bad, in my mind, as dropping Ross Taylor or BJ Waller. No, it's it, like I, I totally agree. It would be horrendously disloyal. It would be, um, you know, a real heel turn, as it were. But at the same time, the way that Wagner was actually being used, he was playing as a as a pitched up swing bowler in in this particular game. He wasn't doing the whole smash it in, try and bounce people out stuff. He looked pretty good as a swing bowler, but we've got a lot of them. Mm, it's really you know? exciting that Kyle Jamieson is like Glenn McGrath, who can also swing it. Mm, mm, mm. But no, I, I just I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't do that to Neil Wagner, who basically put us in this position. He did, he did. But maybe it's a it's a horses for courses thing. And I maybe just don't Colin think Colin de Grandpa is a stadium, to, you know. Uh, <laughs> have that spot over Neil Wagner. Yeah. And it was a soft pitch and the ball went soft and Yeah, yeah. I guess you wouldn't have got anything out of out of smashing it in and, and hoping that, you know, someone fends it away. The other bowler that we've been keeping our eye on over this series and in fact over the whole run of this uh, podcast, Simon Dool. It was exciting to see Simon Dool back as part of the commentary team because mm. I, you know, he, my distaste for him is, you know, brings me so much more uh, sort of entertainment while watching the cricket. I thought the commentary team that they put together over the summer was really, really strong mm. and mm. did a really great job. I kind of liked them all. Um, kind of missing that asshole factor. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. great to see Dool back. He, yeah. um, you know, it was a, he was the first person I saw on day one. You know, in the lead up to the toss, <laughs> with his terrible jewellery, he's got like a really oh, high gold chain. Oh, no. I think Simon Dool looks a little bit like a um, really low level gangster. Oh no! Like, or a bad um, drum and bass DJ. Wow! Mm. Wow! So he'll be re- he'll be really at home in in London, uh, <laughs> but you know. I thought I, he did he did put in a, like a remarkable bit of chat uh, when you know the topic was um, crap opening batsman for New Zealand basically, and he talked about how he had never had a good opening batsman, and so always had to he finish the innings of bowling and then be back out there way too quickly and. Um, and he talked about Mark Richardson and said, you know, all of the bowlers absolutely loved him for his batting, how he would just stick around, never never give his wicket away cheaply. And then said, you know, they didn't like him for anything else, basically, which is probably true. Uh, I always thought Dool and Rigger would get along really well, sort of on a, um ideological, yeah. uh, intellectual sort of I think it's it's like when you, when you put two magnets together or something and they, uh, and they just kind of push each other apart. Flip them around and they stick together. <laughs> that is pretty much all we've got on our run sheet. But for on this the commentary, episode. though, I also oh, wanted yeah, to okay. talk Go about on, one more, one more uh, David Bumble Lloyd. 
Oh, yeah. Um, He has been one of the loudest voices on this test match being sort of very boring and mediocre. He he described it as one of the worst test matches he's ever seen, and he's seen a lot, is what his his tweet said. But I I worry about Bumble. I think he's in a really bad state of mind. Really? He came into the box on um, day one, and someone said, you know, how are you, Bumble? Welcome, welcome into the commentary team. He said, "I'm decidedly average." <laughs> oh my god! He's just not. He's just not feeling it at the moment. So I think rather than being critical of the match, Bumble needs to reflect inwardly about how he's feeling in his own state of mind. That's such an interesting thing. I mean, have you noticed with broadcasting how no matter what state a broadcaster is in. Uh, who they're interviewing no matter what the circumstances. Like, you hear it all the time on Morning Report where they'll introduce their guest and then the guest will say, you know, thanks for having me, how are you? And it'll always be, I'm very well, thank you. You know, it just it's not even like a question so much as like a ritual. And so for someone to come into a cricket commentary broadcast and say that things aren't going so well, that, that really is a cry for help. Because it's kind of your as a as a broadcaster, it's your job to be peppy to mm, uplift mm. the environment. It's like the just at the beginning of this episode, Alex had to re-record his intro because oh, it was such a bad intro the first time around. It was a real was Monday so morning, although it's Tuesday, but yeah, you know, Tuesday yeah. after a long weekend, he wasn't vibing. He I wasn't. Was, he was down. I needed to yeah, I needed to hit the beer spot before. Before getting in here, I think. Shout out to the beer spot. Five uh, locations across Auckland with over 40 New Zealand beers on tap, including this delicious Kiraru Lager that I'm drinking right now. Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah, we really need to get out of the studio because we've got a meeting for our actual jobs that we need to get to. Simon will be saying a karakia at the start of it, so he he needs to get ready. But um, we, we do want to hear from you about how... How you're going with the series so far? How your performance as a cricket watcher is faring against your expectations? Are you in form? Are you, you know, perhaps a little bit rusty from not having to do an overnighter in a while? Uh, and the eleven you'd pick for the final? Oh yeah, go on. Why not? Yeah, chuck it to us. We can be reached if you just send it to uh, the the bulletin email. That's just the bulletin at thespinoff.co.nz. I'll see it there. And we're going to be back next week after the second test. Maybe Tuesday or Wednesday or something. I'm not quite sure yet. Anyway, thank Are you. The Phoenix <laughs> playing at Eden Park anytime no, soon? No, no. They've had their one game a year. That's all we're getting. Thank you to Tina. Thank you to the Bear Spot. Thank you to spin-off members. Thank you to Test Cricket. Beautiful, beautiful game. Far better than football. Thank you to Samuel Flynn, Scott, Kakite. Kia ora e te iwi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.